Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to Lauren's podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, February 14th, 2018. Just a little after 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just a quick announcement before we begin, everyone. Um, The callers are now muted, uh, with the exception we have a speaker tonight. The chat room remains open, so you can chat among yourselves. At the commence um, of interviews or when I do personal commentaries, everyone, I do not interact with callers nor chatters in order to uh, keep my concentration. Um, Again, when I'm finished, if you're a caller, Go ahead and start eight on your telephone, and I'll see you on the board and open you up if you have uh, questions uh, for our speaker tonight. Uh, all opinions and comments of my callers do not necessarily reflect my own. However, with any uh, communications form, there's much to be learned and gained. And without that, you guys, uh, let's go ahead and start the show right now, okay? As I say, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, you're at the right place. Lauren's podcast. We're a new jack style of targeted individuals. Most of us are based from the mega cities, and we're trying to figure out this targeting program. Our experiences have led us to the road of money. That's right. Asset stripping, remote neural monitoring, MK Ultra, human trafficking. We're trying to figure out how these creeps work. Criminals around us day and night. Tonight, Wednesday, February 14, 2018. I've got some real class for you tonight. Tara is going to break it down for us. A victim of um, MK Ultra since birth. Oh, she's going to really school us tonight. Without further ado, I'd like to humbly and appreciatively introduce tonight's speaker. Tara, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Nice to meet you too, Tara. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, that's the part, Tara, that really threw me off on social media. You strongly strongly believe you were a victim of MKUltra from birth. Yes. Um, my sisters and I, the five of us, were identical, and we were taken from our parents via slander in the court system mm-hmm. to be raised in five separate homes. So you, so it's a, uh, your mother birthed five quintets. All of you, got, all of you girls were uh, identical? One birth. One birth. Wow. And the question I honestly don't know for sure when I was born. When I applied to get my birth certificate, mm-hmm. uh, my actual birth certificate, after determining that the one I've been using all these years was not mine, 
Um, I was told that my birth certificate was classified. Wait a minute, your birth certificate is classified? Yes. I have reason to believe I was probably born in 51, and all my official ID says 61. Did I say 51? I'm sorry, I meant 59. Oh, wow. That's out there. I myself was born in 1961. This is, and what about your your sisters? Um, you that means when you guys were just babies, separated. Do you know them? Your at four birth. Uncles? At birth. Um, through <laughs> through therapy, one of the earliest memories I have is being bathed by someone young and unsteady who uh, was handling two of us at a time and getting you know too much water down my nose and throat. (laughs) Wow. If the woman who raised me Mm -hmm. um, is my genetic mom, then she would have been only about 16 or 17 when we were born. Um, Who who did raise you, Tara? Were you adopted? Well, I spent a good amount of time when I was very, very little with a man who was one of the MK Ultra perpetrators. He actually trained uh, my dad, the one that raised us, or raised me, I should say. I'm the only one they raised. He, um, he actually trained my dad in torture techniques and how to split a person off into a multiple. And I don't doubt that there was some torture that went on when I was very, very young, too little to remember it. But um, we were living in a big house just off the square in Roswell, Georgia at that time. The man who (laughs) had me at that time uh, used to claim to be Hans Joseph Mengele, and I have seen him in photographs with the actual John Hans Joseph Mengele. So, are we, are we talking about Joseph Mengele from World War II? Are we talking about that jo- the Joseph Mengele from World War II? Yes, yes, he came over in Operation Paperclip. Right. And in 2007, I met the psychiatrist who slandered my mom, and he was 80 years old and terminal with cancer mm-hmm. and absolutely unrepentant about what he had done. He said that it was when the five of us identical girls came along, it was a perfect scientific opportunity, oh. and they wanted us raised in five separate homes. Five separate homes. Took you from your natural birth mother. Right. Horrible. Now, Uh, I honestly don't know for sure um, who my parents are as far as biologically um, because there were three sets of uh, identical girl quintuplets born around that time period within a matter of a few years. um, And... One uh, set of parents would have been um, Eastern European Jewish Mm -hmm. and probably um, 
at us late in life, uh, Holocaust survivors maybe. Maybe. And then uh, there's actually, of course, the parents who raised me, and there's another couple that were, she was Cambodian and he was Swedish. Swedish American. I mean, his people have been in the United States for quite a while. Oh. Well, I guess the next question is, um, well, first of all, let me um, quickly, tonight's speaker is Tara, everyone. We're talking about MK Ultra, in which Tara was born into MK Ultra. She came in this world as a baby. Now, we all know MK Ultra uh, is a type of mind control to um, through torture to break down a person's mind to splinter them in order to have various altars. And with a handler, they'll use usually a trigger word or a touch or a sound. Or drugs. Or drugs, or drugs yeah. along with it. Sometimes the drugs can trigger a desired response. Really? Um, Tara, how do they administer the drugs? Do they make you take the drugs first and then wait to access the altar? Or, or, well... Uh, what I remember as an adult is usually it being slipped to me in food or drink or being ordered to take, excuse me, <clears throat> being ordered to take it and knowing that if I didn't, either I would be punished very physically and severely or whatever they were going to do to me next would be more bearable if I had the drug in my system than if I didn't. Um, what point in your but life? But most often, they, since probably 87, most often it was injected, so there was never any question of consent. What age in your life, Tara, did you, um, did you even realize, uh, first that I'm a, I'm a victim of MKUltra? Did you... Well, I think I always knew that the military or the intelligence community was involved in some way. Um, A lot of us survivors have been taken to um, military installations and that sort of thing during our programming. Um, I found out as a young adult that when they... So their initial hope, I think, was to entrap politicians into pedophilia. And so uh, they would take me to the beauty parlor, and only people within the cult were allowed to cut my hair because I had a 666 brand and, or no, a 666 tattoo and a goat's head brand on my scalp. So uh, I was probably 18 or 19 before anybody ever touched my hair that wasn't involved in the cult. Well, wait a minute now. Tara, you just mentioned cult. Were you a member, by your being adopted since a baby, your new adopted family, were they a cult? Well, I had a grandmother on one side who was a nominal Christian, and probably her first husband was generational Satanism, I think. Now, I don't, I never met him because he died before I was born. Okay. But I 
seen uh, genealogies from the cult, very secretive uh, genealogies that were clearly satanic from his branch of the family. Now, I had uh, two great-grandmothers who were strong professing Christians, and then on my mother's side, I her mother was a Pentecostal minister. So I the Christianity dominated over the Satanism. Um, All my grandparents seemed to know that at an early age I needed to know as much as I could about Jesus Christ to strengthen me because I don't know, you know, why I wasn't taken from my parents when the abuse started to be known, but I wasn't. Uh, That's what I wanted to get in next because uh, your birth mother had not only you, Tara, but four other girls, quintet, a birth of quintet, five girls, in which all five of you were taken from your birth mother, your mom. Right. Adopted into other homes. Tara, did they abuse you you in that home when they were taken as babies? I was abused extremely. Um, When I was 10, 11, 12, probably mostly 11 and 12 and 13, my dad used electricity on me in a little shack or mini a cottage, I guess you'd call it, behind our house, uh, 1567 Old Claremont Road in Atlanta. And um, he escalated so bad with the um, electricity that I would wake up with him doing CPR on me. Oh my God. Because apparently I had conked out. And when I was 10, uh, this man tried to convince me that uh, necrophilia, sex with dead bodies, was a nice, normal, alternative lifestyle like being gay. Oh my God. Yeah, and I, I had enough on the ball that I asked him see, I knew better than to use the word murder or killing or any of that because those are legal terms. So when he told me this, I asked him, I said, do you like having sex with dead bodies or do you like making them dead? And he said he liked making them dead. And he would disappear for weeks at a time and be all over the country uh, with a rifle he had. And... Um, once or twice he came home with victims with him that he kept locked up in the in the cottage out back. Who, who was this man? Was he like a boarder of your parents or a relative? No, he was my dad. In the, in the, I don't know father. if he's my biological dad or not. I just don't know. The whole thing's so convoluted. Tara... By being born into MK Ultra, did your brain, in fact, split? Did you have other alters? Yeah, definitely. Um, I still have blocks of missing time, and so far it seems that my alters are pretty benign. They don't do anything too strange and out of the ordinary. Um, we have uh, what we call a community room in my apartment building because the apartments are so small and you get claustrophobic. So we have an area where you can go down and sit and drink coffee and that sort of thing. And apparently I have one altar at least that leaves the door unlocked when she comes back. 
because I lock the door before bed, and I wake up and I find the door unlocked, and I've been seen in the community room at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning drinking black coffee, and I hate black coffee. Tara, <laughs> 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 uh, with this, this sounds horrible, with the altars and MK Ultra period, this torture that you had to endure, what do you think the objective, the cult, the cult, your your adopted parents he was you. he was very obvious at times that he was working to split me off and to make me very malleable and easily um, controlled to the max and I got pregnant very very young and at one point when I was carrying multiples he uh, said to me that the reason he was using the electricity on me was that he wanted to split my babies off into multiples before they were even born. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, oh and the the electricity would be inserted into my vagina or my rectum. And it's more life-threatening when it's put in your rectum, but the vagina is pretty life-threatening, too, if electricity is applied there. Uh, A lot of times when you hear about these deaths in police custody where they were tased repeatedly, um, sometimes these sickos have used the taser on the genitals. There's a lot of autonomic nervous system connections there where it's particularly dangerous to apply electricity that way. And this sounds god awful painful and dangerous when you were pregnant to do that. The pain, if you could think of the worst tooth pain you've ever had when the nerve's exposed and the air's hitting it or mm-hmm. something sour hits it, mm-hmm. and just multiply that by about a million. Oh my god. It's pretty bad. Now, I recall him buying generator, or renting generators to use, not just using household electricity, but generators. And I've been told that it's physically impossible to survive uh, a jolt that big. But I'm here, so now I did come out of it with some heart trouble when I was young. They had me on medication for my heart, and it looked at one point like we were going to have to get a defibrillator implanted because I'd faint at odd times and that sort of thing. Sarah, when you when all this happened to you, you did your adopted father was he married? Did your uh, did you have other siblings there when you were adopted by this family? Um, did he have a wife? There were several more children born to my dad and mom that raised me. And I know this because I helped deliver um, four of them. Uh, My mom was not allowed to go to the hospital. And um, I honestly don't know what happened to all of them. I, I know that he threw my baby brother in the incinerator alive. And the family story has always been that it never happened. There was never any other children but me. And on the rare occasions when they were cornered and had to admit that there was another child, 
um, I was told that the baby was dead when he put it in the incinerator, but I remember it pretty vividly. I was about six or seven when it happened. And he had been planning it for weeks. That's why he wouldn't take my mother to a hospital to deliver. And then uh, either before or after him, there was a set of twins, a boy and a girl. And then uh, right the summer after we moved to Atlanta, which was in the last day of 1969 was when we moved, so it would have been 1970, there was a baby girl. And my mother was so terrified that she carried the baby post-dates. Um, probably a whole month post-dates. And the baby weighed around 11 pounds. And I don't remember real clearly what happened with that baby, but I think he killed her. The the twins were sold to a wealthy couple who desperately wanted children, so they probably had a good upbringing. But my mother was made to drive a long distance to their house and give them up as if it was her own free will, and it wasn't. But she knew by that time that it wasn't safe to have them in our house. So, Did your, um, Was your mom afraid of, of her husband, this man as well, your mother? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now the whole story has changed. She never tried to leave him. Uh, there were never any children but me, and I remember her trying to leave him. Um, I know that she just disappeared for weeks at a time, probably two or three times in my life when I was little, and came back, um, kind of robotic, you know, just not herself, and I that she was subjected to some M- MK Ultra type programming in the hospital. I, suggest, I suspect she was hospitalized because that was their answer to everything back then. If okay. a woman didn't behave, you know, put them in the hospital, drug them, do ECT on them and, until they're ready to behave. You're right. You're absolutely right. So it's pretty awful. Well, you, well, you, it is. Did you, did you uh, break away by just becoming a young adult? Did you move away, or did they keep you, did he keep you under his thumb, even past the age of 18? Well, I was not recovered enough to know that I needed to stay away from my family until probably 1983, and even then there were periods when I would contact my family. Um, I would have been 22 at that time, and uh, I was very emotionally dependent on my dad, I think. A lot of Stockholm Syndrome and that kind of thing. Um... I think that the draw of abusive families to people who've been through really um, severe abuse is the amnesia. The amnesia is so much more comfortable than acknowledging what happened and what life was really like in the family when you were growing up that 
you keep seeking out your abuser because they control the amnesia. Mm. Do you um do you ever feel that you look reflect back on it for all the turmoil and, and uh pain? What did they with your ultras, what did they expect from from you with this MK Ultra? What what exactly did they want well, you to Well, they tried to program me to be a presidential model like Kathy O'Brien. Okay. Um, with mixed success. Um, I was promiscuous at times, not very often, but sometimes. And mm-hmm. that was just a way of killing the pain, just like some people smoke or do drugs or yeah. gamble. And um, I pulled Secret Service duty presidential detail during the Reagan years. And I broke away from that by deliberately getting myself fired um, because I, to this day, don't know for sure what happened or didn't happen in that instance. But I think I had an experience similar to what Kathy O'Brien describes in her book with President Reagan. So um, I think he could have been a slaver, just like so many others. But I don't know, because I have really conflicting memories about it. So I'm really not looking for the truth at this point, because I think it's important for me, for my health, and not mm-hmm. to lose any more of my life than I've already lost to these people. It's important not to go chasing after my past. And just I, got, to, I can feel you with that. And um, just to trust well, that I'll be able to remember eventually. Sure. Of course. Um, Sarah, did, uh, when you pulled away and tried to continue your life, did you think because of this it led on to making you become targeted? you think it runs hand in hand? Yeah, I became aware of remote neural monitoring and a little bit aware of um, energy weapons. Uh, before I graduated high school, it would have been my 10th grade or 11th grade year. Um, the energy weapons didn't seem to be as prevalent, but there were plenty of people already hearing voices in their heads that nobody else could hear at that point. And um, the thing about schizophrenia is if you give them a drug, it usually improves them a great deal if they genuinely have a chemical imbalance of the brain. But it's not going to go away if it's remote neural monitoring. And also you have other symptoms with it, like you'll get a headache, uh, your forehead will be roasting hot while the rest of you uh, below normal temperature, like 96.6, 97.6, and a thermometer on your forehead that they have these little strips. It could register as high as 103 on your forehead as a result of the uh, weapons that are used to do, uh, you know, voice-to-skull technology. And then there were other things they programmed me for with mixed degrees of uh, success. They had me being a courier 
at times, uh, green documents, mostly. Um, they tried to sell me into prostitution to uh, four different foreign dignitaries, and that didn't work. And then there was also a period of time when I was used as an assassin. Um, did they did they treat you, Tara? Um, because it's 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 tragic how MK Ultra victims end up again so much torture and pain. Did they get uh, frustrated when you weren't working out or what they assigned you to do? Did that did that did they hurt you further? They would try to get me back together with either my ex husband or my dad because they were expert handlers. You were get me reprogrammed. Oh, my God. You you married, and your husband was a, a, a handler? He was a handler, and he was an MK Ultra perpetrator. And um, the thing that was so confusing about it is he was an identical two. We were uh, also included in the breeding program where they wanted to breed for certain traits. And... Um, the prevailing medical belief is that um, identical twinning is not genetic. But if you take someone who's one of five identical girls and marry her to a guy who's uh, one of four identical guys, you're going to get high-order multiple identicals. So Mm -hmm. clearly it is genetic. And when did you discover, you know, you just thought you were meeting and marrying the man you care about. How did you discover he was actually a handler then? That he was what? I'm sorry. How did you discover, how did you discover that he was a handler as well? Well, I always had surface memories of him beating me when he'd come home drunk. But um, probably around... 92, I became more or less aware that he was a handler. Um, I still don't remember much of the torture he did to me, but I do know there was some. That wasn't just a get home, come home drunk and beat you scenario. And um, I... They would just try to get uh, get you back with your handlers or try to get you into a mental hospital if you didn't do what they wanted. I can pretty much count on that if I refuse under any circumstances to have any contact whatsoever with the handlers or their brothers, that they will try to find some excuse to put me in a mental hospital or jail. And this has happened over and over again. Now and I've also, wow. I've also, wow. Yeah, I've also, yeah, and another thing is they wanted to get their hands on my babies desperately bad. So every time I got ready to give birth, I would wind up in jail or a mental hospital. And as soon as the baby had been taken from me and my parental rights severed in court, um, immediately I was considered well enough to be released 
or not criminal enough to be in jail. And uh, they were, you know, false accusations 99% of the time. There was nothing to it at all. It was just false accusations, and it was designed to take my babies. I just no sooner get into a relatively safe place where they couldn't get their hands on me, and I'd find myself in jail or a mental hospital for a few days, and they would have some wonderful, upstanding Christian testify that I shouldn't have the children because I was in jail at that moment or in a mental hospital at that moment. So, and all of a sudden, as soon as they had taken the babies, then whatever problem landed me in jail or a mental hospital suddenly evaporated and I was turned loose. And your baby was your babies were taken, and you never saw them again. I sometimes didn't see them for years. Um, I told the judge this last time, which was only a few weeks ago. Uh, the last time it was attempted, I told him, "Isn't it funny how every time I refuse to sleep with so and so?" or one of these men from the cult that all of a sudden I'm mentally ill enough to go to a hospital or I've committed some crime that I deserve to be in jail. And uh, the judge believed me this time, and he told him to go fly a kite. So but it, um, it's been quite interesting. Oh, you're not lying. And right now that brings us terror right into 2018 and stuff. Do you uh, do you have any of the adopted parents? Have they passed on? Because they would be quite up in age now. Well, thank God my dad died last year. And I say thank God because it was a relief. Um, he was unrepentant until the day he died. Wow. He, um, he apologized to me for incesting me, but he said, that he still believed that I wanted it. And he got this all sappy, sad tone of voice, and he says, that's my truth, you know. So that is a really toxic phrase to me when I hear it. Um, He very conveniently forgot all the beatings he had to administer to get me to submit. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know. and then your that means your mom still is a living part of the living. She still is alive. Yeah, she's still alive, and I have a very difficult relationship with her. She um, will call me three or four times a year at night, remembering the things that have happened, and she'll be suicidal. And the rest of the time, she has amnesia, and. Um, Believes that she was a good mom. And I think when I was really little, she had enough protective instincts that she really tried, you know, to protect me. She really tried to get me out of there. But the deck was stacked against her big time. There were no women's shelters and experts on child sexual abuse and that sort of thing. She was on her own. 
Horrible. Tara, when did you, um, when did the targeting, when did you realize they put you in the targeted individual program? That's what I, I don't. Well, I had a boyfriend who later became my handler, but at that time he was a pretty decent guy. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be. And we could discuss it freely amongst ourselves when I was a sophomore and a junior in high school. Um, we talked about the targeting and the energy weapons and stuff like that. But um, I really didn't become aware of being a target in a way that stuck with me until 2005. And I had, at that time, I had already testified before Congress about uh, MKUltra, and Mm -hmm. I had survived numerous attempts on my life trying to keep me from testifying or being being an activist. They cut the brake cables in my car on a number of occasions. They fiddled with the, um, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, um, the brakes, the steering system, tie rods, tie rods. If you mess with the tie rods, then what can happen is your steering goes out completely. Um, just at a moment's notice, you don't have any way to steer the car. And then um, they also, on more than one car, they tamper, tampered with the um, uh, the choke. So you lose your brakes and then your choke sticks wide open, and you're going faster and faster with no brakes and very possibly no no steering. And mm. then an, another time, I just barely managed to get off the road safely. I was going 55 in, you know, five lanes of traffic on 285, which is the beltway around Atlanta, and um, I was in the lane next to the fastest lane, and had to do some really fast action to get off because the car started smoking. And I heard a voice. I know this sounds bizarre, but I heard a voice that said, turn the car off. So I did. And while the car still had speed, even though the engine was turned off, I had to maneuver through four lanes of traffic to get off the freeway and um, coasted all the way down to a gas station. And when I got there, um, the maintenance guy, the mechanic, said that there was a stick of dynamite under my hood. Oh, my God. Do you have any yeah. idea who did you? Was this your adopted father who did this, you think? I don't know. I was beginning to catch on because I picked up the phone and called him and asked him if he knew anything about it. And he didn't, he was speechless. He didn't have anything to say for himself. And this was a man who was never lost for words. So he might have had something to do with it. It wouldn't surprise me. Because that same year, I narrowly escaped probably being killed at a satanic ritual. And that would have been his doing. Uh, it was really strange. I was in this little loft that was about four and a half feet tall. And it was about six feet by, oh, not even 20, maybe 12, 
probably not even that, maybe six feet by nine feet, and you couldn't stand up in it. And it was a moonless night, so there was no light coming in the the um, skylight. And I had this real severe sense of danger, and I didn't know what it was from, but I knew it had to do with my dad. And I flipped open the Bible, and I came across several passages about not trying to walk in your own light. You know, mm-hmm. let the Lord light your way. And those who walk in their own light will lie down in sadness or words to that effect. I don't I don't remember it all, but um, I was used to sleeping with the lights and the TV on. And it was very odd for me to lay down in the dark. And I still sleep with the lights and the TV on. And uh, I turned off, I felt like God was telling me to turn off the lights and the TV, so I did. And around about midnight... My, I assume it was my dad, somebody climbed the ladder to this little loft and was feeling around, and they grabbed me by the ankle. And my heart was beating so hard, I thought surely they could hear it, you know. And when they let go of my ankle, I moved my ankle, and then I just laid there absolutely still. And the next morning, he was irate. He's like, where were you last night? And... That wasn't the kind of relationship we had. I would go off and spend a week or two at my boyfriend's and not come back without calling to let him know I wasn't coming home or anything. So it, it that wasn't the kind of relationship we had where he would, you know, get angry at me for not being home. And... I told him I spent the whole night in the loft, (laughs) and he didn't believe me. Sarah, do you feel that of all this this torn into impaled for all the struggles, how did you feel when you realized I was already living one nightmare, and and did you feel like now becoming a targeted individual was another hellhole as well? Yeah. Um... My targeting heated up in 2006. I was noticing it, uh, mostly the slander. Uh, They took my daughter in 2005, and it was shortly after they took her that I realized I was a targeted individual within two or three weeks, I guess, after they took her. And... Uh, take her how? You mean took her away? She was a, 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 was, the she was state a took her and put her with a child molester. Oh, juvenile. Oh, my God. The corrupt uh, social services and courts? Yeah, yeah. Now, in Minnesota, especially if the child is considered disabled at all, and they put this hokey label of disabled on my daughter, which really wasn't true, Um, she was super bright, and the reason she was acting up in school is she was bored out of her mind. And... I can get with that. Yeah, and so they lied about me big time, and I had a feeling that she was going to a member of the cult, especially when I interviewed the lady over the phone. They let me talk to her for a few minutes. And the way she reacted when I asked her, did she tithe? let me know that she probably was in the cult. 
Uh, what is this cult? You mentioned it a few times since I spoke with you, Tara. Is it a cult that we all recognize, or does it mean just a community? It's generational practicing Satanism was, and I call it blooded Satanism because they kill people at their rituals. Oh, and, God. And the hysteria in the 90s, um, it was based on truth. They're really are a lot of people who worship evil and they call their God another Jesus. You know, and they are at the top level. They are at the top levels of our targeting. Um, Because uh, I knew Michael Aquino when I was a kid and he's now General Michael Aquino over PSYOPs in the military. And he's using PSYOPs against innocent, loyal, United States citizens like myself. Can he? Do you think? Does he have enough? Do he have enough evidence to bring this guy down? You think? Well, he is said to have molested. Um, I think the number was eighty-three children at one of the military daycare centers, and there were adults he had abused as well. And they stayed alive by going into hiding, living out of a van, and parking it in a different spot every night. Um, this was just really, I mean, evil beyond belief. And, that, and all with the blessing of our country's military backing. He has a lot of resources, too. Right, you know? right. And then what they... I kind of lost my train of thought earlier when we were talking about the military being involved and and um, the intelligence community being involved. Um, they used to take me, I was a little kid who looked Asian, and I had dark, dark hair, dark, dark eyes, and they would take me to the beauty salon and put me through this whole torturous routine of manicure, pedicure, um perm my hair, bleach my hair blonde. Um, They got so happy with the chemicals a couple of times that my head had to be shaved because my hair was burnt off. And um, it was torturous for a little kid. And then these child beauty pageants that they have are sometimes um, supermarkets for pedophiles just like the adult beauty pageants. Uh, Wealthy men from all over the world will order one of these women that they've seen in the beauty pageant, and the woman doesn't have any choice in the matter. And it's the same with these kids. And I found out that the hard contacts they used to put in my eyes to make my eyes look blue were only available to the intelligence community at that time. Ah, so all of us, because I, I see some things on social media, and some people really don't feel, the military doesn't know about it, it's just organized crime. I think it's military and organized crime are in bed with each other. That I think so, too, uh, especially when you get into the intelligence community. There are plenty of people in the military who are good and decent and upright people, but the PSYOPs part of it uh, is gross beyond belief. And they are using it on our entire culture. 
and um, trying to dumb people down in the schools and vaccinate them till they're brain damaged. And, you know, fluoride was used, first used in the concentration camps to make the Jews more docile. Um, GMOs have been proven to cause cancer. It's genocide. And they're... They've done genocide in a much more obvious way over the years. The United States government says that approximately 150,000 people died of AIDS in Africa. All the African countries put the number around 100 to 150 million, not 150,000, 100 to 150 million people died in the AIDS epidemic in Africa. And I know for a fact, because I was there, that that was Project Naomi, which is biological warfare. They sent us over there to vaccinate about 2,000 Africans. Now, supposedly we were supposed to take down Edie Amin because he was such a crazy guy. Well, we got there, and he didn't seem like a crazy guy, and we had lost the element of surprise. So they said, well, as long as you're there, why don't you pass out this miracle new vaccine? They said it's been tested thoroughly on animals, not really on humans yet, but it should be fine. Uh, Inject a few people, and then two or three days later, if they don't have any ill effects, you can inject everybody else. Well, we injected ourselves because we thought the vaccine was safe. Two or three days passed, nothing happened, so we injected approximately 2,000 Africans with this vaccine. And uh, about... 18 months later, we get word in the United States that 85% of the people we injected and people they had sex with and so on are dying of a brand-new disease soon to be called AIDS. Then the paperwork came out, um, a lot of it heavily redacted, that starting in the 60s, the military was working on vaccines that would affect only people of color and infect them with a disease that knocked down their immune system. Now, that's a matter now of public record. And I I was so confused and so ensorcelled and so um, full of Stockholm Syndrome, I guess you could call it, that I testified before Congress that I thought the vaccines had been accidentally contaminated in the lab. Well, anybody who's worked in a lab where they manufacture vaccines know that that's utter fiction because those labs are very carefully constructed to avoid contamination. The contamination was deliberate, and 100 to 150 million people died because of it in Africa. You know, you look around and there's genocide happening all over the globe. Um, The fires in California, some of the neighborhoods, it's really obvious that it wasn't a forest fire. It was energy weapons that burned those houses down. All the trees standing around them are fine. Um, Star Wars, we were sold that it was supposed to knock down incoming ICBMs. It's not. It's so you can burn your enemies off the face of the earth on a moment's notice. Um, in 2000, I want to say six, but it might have been 2007, 
I found a direction finder device on our car. I put it on the car next to us. I don't know why I did such a thing. I should have destroyed it or dumped it in the sewer or something. Well, anyway, we went out one day, and the car that was parked next to ours was driving right in front of us, and it was hit by a beam from the sky, and the people in it were incinerated. And this happened in broad daylight in Rochester, Minnesota, in a public place. Uh, The same year, we lost approximately 33 of our neighbors in a house well, it wasn't a house. It was a apartment building. They were gassed to death. And those of us who were standing out watching them take the bodies out of the building were threatened with death if we didn't go away and if we ever talked about it. Genocide is happening. Um, communist China, before the one-child policy, had 2 billion people. It was well publicized that they had 2 billion people. Now they have 1.2 billion. There is no way, natural way, that the population could have shrunk by 800 million people in that short a period of time. They were killed by genocide. These were people who were already born who were murdered. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is a subject I feel really passionate about. Do you feel, Tara, then, on this topic? Um, that the genocide that's occurring globally, but especially domestically in the United States, do you think that that it rides in secret by covering it and making us targeted individuals? Is this, in fact, a kill program, in your opinion? I don't know. Um, I had a government doctor tell me that I had survived the highest levels of some kind of radiation that they'd ever tried out on anybody. And I had not been in any kind of facility uh, at that time, around that time period. So I believe I was irradiated in my home. And um, when they installed their equipment in my apartment, my utility bill went up from $67 a month to $167 a month. So I had to pay for their equipment to run off my electricity. And um, there were some high-powered people who came around and demanded their equipment back when we took some of it out of the apartment. We discovered that one piece of the equipment was in a hollow door. My bathroom doors were these little cheap, flimsy, almost cardboard doors, and they were hollow. And it was real obvious that they put something in the door because you could hear it clunking around when you open and close the door. So I had someone take the door off its hinges and bring me a normal door, and we hid that thing. Well, I had federal officers coming and demanding their equipment back. Wait a minute. They demand their equipment back that was was placed in your door where you live in rent. Right. Mm -mm. They said they were federal officers. Do you believe it? What do you know? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know who they were. Um, I would not like to think that they really were federal officers. Um, It certainly wasn't a tape recorder device. It was something to do with the directed energy attacks. I know that. Harm us and surveil us. Do you feel that this FISA memo that's coming out, Tara, would be of any benefit to us? 
the FISA stuff. Um, I think that anything we're going to get from FISA is going to be heavily redacted. They're going to black out anything that matters. Mm. Do you think These people have no conscience, no moral compass. They're dangerous beyond belief. Are they? Do you think they fear exposure? Well, I guess we all do. <laughs> no, no, I really don't. Because uh, just to give you a for instance, they had uh, oh, and this has been more than ten years ago, probably. Uh, yeah, more than ten years ago, they had a demonstration in the mall of V2K, and it was just made the tiniest little blip in the news that there were, that they had a device that had a range of about 300 yards. They could be at the other end of the mall, and they could make one and only one person in the crowd hear whatever they wanted them to hear. And so we are experiencing what I call frog and pot syndrome. Um, You put a frog in a pot full of boiling water, and he'll jump out. But if you put him in a pot full of cold water or comfortable temperature water and slowly turn it up to boil, he'll stay in the pot until he boils to death. And that's what's happening in our culture. We are so inured to trusting authority that and not recognizing that it's everybody. There are horrible people in both uh, political parties. It's not a matter of uh, electing someone good into office because as near as I can tell there isn't anybody to elect who's any good. They I you know, there may be a few people amongst our lawmakers who have some sort of moral compass. But I'm not seeing it, you know. Uh, yeah, I feel you with that. I mean we're like living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Can you find ten just men? Yes, we're in the midst of, of high corruption. Super right. Crazy. Right. And my doctor, I was seeing a male physician as my primary care doctor when all this stuff was going on when I was a new target, uh, new as in finally accepted that I was a target and became much more aware of it. Um, And he did the blood work on me and confirmed that I had been exposed to radiation. My hair was falling out. Um, my teeth were so loose in my head I didn't dare brush them. My gums would come out in pieces if I brushed my teeth. Um, I, you know, I survived something that caused me an incredibly severe allergic reaction where I wound up with a trach, and I still have it. And um, they can't tell me why I need the trach. But uh, my neck is perpetually swollen like I'm around something I'm allergic to. And directed energy weapons cause uh, the release of, I think it's called histidines in your bloodstream, which is going to be similar to an allergic reaction. I don't know whether I survived a really bad hit of electro, uh, electromagnetic you know, microwave energy, probably microwave energy or whether it was the black mold growing in the ceiling in the bathroom, or whether it was the spray deodorant antiperspirant that I should have thrown away because it was a seven-year-old bottle. 
I I don't know, but I know I almost died and I was in intensive care for ten weeks. So, and a, and a lot of us, Tara, uh, get a lot of abuse in medical facilities too. You know, saying they yeah, do. yeah. And then I see Target suffering needlessly because um, sometimes you got something genuinely physically wrong with you. And if you don't trust doctors, you're going to suffer a lot more because you got to go see a doctor for some things. We had a really sweet uh, lady that Derek Robinson knew who um, thought she was being targeted, and I, I don't doubt that she was, but she attributed everything to her targeting. And it turned out that she had really severe heart disease. Now, that might have been in part brought on by the targeting, but she had really severe heart disease. She developed an occluded blood vessel, and she had a massive stroke. And that didn't need to happen if she'd gone to the doctor. But, you know, more often, um, when you go to the doctor, it's vital not to talk about your targeting. And if you ever do... You know, just ask them for a beta blocker and leave it at that. A beta blocker will keep your heart from becoming too irregular if you're getting hit in the chest. And um, these weapons, usually, they may burn you, but they're not going to stop your heart unless you have a birth defect, a very rare birth defect. It's one in every 20,000 people has Mm -hmm. the birth defect. And even then, if you're on a beta blocker, it's still not going to kill you. But if you're being roasted, by all means, use some shielding, whatever works for you. Um, I had got hit pretty bad right after I moved to Fergus Falls, and I went to the emergency room because I was at a loss what to do about it. And they asked me, you know, what do these weapons do? I said, well, sometimes if you wrap up in the lead I've heard that if you wrap up in those lead aprons that they use an x-ray, it can block it. And it was severe enough. I was still getting nuked when I went to the hospital, and it was severe enough that the nurses were feeling like they were being nuked when they walked in the room with me. So they wrapped me up in uh, lead aprons, and when it let up, they sent me home. There wasn't anything we could really do. Oh my gosh. Um, Tara, I want to let you know. Let's bring it right now into the here and now. That's how I met your acquaintance on social media. Um, with all you have endured, born into MK Ultra, targeted, uh, betrayal, family, where do you stand now with your act, with activism, survival from this? You are definitely a survivor. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, this is the closest thing I've done to any activism in a lot of years. Um, if they ever have congressional hearings again, I, if I can find a way to get there, I'll testify. Um, on the off chance that they'll actually do something about it, which is unlikely. We got an apology from Clinton, but the the program never stopped. You know, when I have seen and spent time around my children, what I'm hearing is that a goodly number of them 
have been molested and sometimes tortured. And I don't mean tortured with, you know, electronic weapons or microwave weapons, slow kill, whatever. I mean, like, literal medieval-looking torture rooms. And I don't believe that my children are the only people this is happening to. I believe that they're doing it to children all over the country and probably all over the world because we've met MK Ultra survivors from Russia, from Canada, um, from the UK, who were tortured and abused in the same time period. So I... I'm at a loss. All I know to do is mm-hmm. pray. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. And it also says in Ephesians chapter 6 that we war not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes, we are. Well, you know what, Tara? You are a survivor and an inspiration. I'll tell you that much. Thank you. I I really need to hear that. Sometimes it's encouraging. <laughs> Some days you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. Oh, you've accomplished a lot. Trust me on that. Trust me on that. Um, everyone, uh, Tara, we're gonna um, if you can um, hang tight for a minute, less than a minute. Uh, we're going to open it up, guys. Uh, tonight's speaker was Tara, born into MC Ultra. If you have some brief questions or comments from our speakers, if you've called in, go ahead and star eight. Uh, if you're in the chat, go ahead and um, type your uh, questions in. And uh, Tara, we're going to just take a, uh, a few 30 second break here and then we'll go right into the mode of questions and answers. Sure. Okay? All right. Hey, you're at the right place. Lawrence talks to New York City. I am on Wednesday and Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 144-771. This Saturday, 9 p.m., February 17th. Honor and respect. February is African American History Month. What is the history and legacy of African Americans and targeted individuals? Do they parallel? Join me Saturday night celebrating African American history 2018. Get knowledge. Get power. Grow. Let's go back on the other side of the break. Beautiful, insightful, soulful woman. Tara. Tara, we're back. I really, what you've shared with us tonight, I, I am humbled and, and and just, it's miraculous that you're still alive, Tara. Do you know that? It's just, just a miracle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mir- I, um, I had a gentleman who was dressed in white fatigues across the street from my apartment aiming a weapon uh, gun of some kind at my window um, probably three winters ago. And then uh, four or five years ago, the last time I walked to the convenience store, I got hit with a heart attack gun. 
the only reason I'm alive is because I'm extremely overweight and the dose of the toxin wasn't high enough to kill me. They want us all dead covertly, right? After they basically after they, you know, trafficked us and experimentation. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna kill you slowly. Is that what right. no, or rapidly depending on my whim. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh oh, the devil is hard at work, okay? I don't care how they dress it up, it's nothing but Satan, everybody. Oh yeah. It's just ugly. Mm. So in your last opinion, do you think this new administration may indirectly because I you know, we all look at the internet of course. It sounds like the the deep uh well state is I fighting I met state. Trump when I was a teenager and I was not impressed with him. Um yeah. I I don't know if he's changed since mm-hmm. then, but back when I was in high school, he was kind of a scumbum. Mm. Um, and I thought lust was his only problem. But when I see some of the things he's doing to the poor, planning to do to the poor in our country, I have to question whether he uh, he uh, worships another Jesus, not the one of the Bible. You know, you know what? Like I said, I always make the show. Hey guys, just I don't keep it like this. I, everyone, I really strongly believe we're living in the last days, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, can we find five? Can we find ten just men? I don't know. Right. However, right. in this program um, that we're all in, I Lord, please. But you have to remember life. too. You know, people do change, and the power of God is. Is, I mean, we're all praying for him, as the Bible instructs, and mm-hmm. the power of God is very, very real, and he could wake up tomorrow and be born again. I'm telling you. And he will you know, just like the devil. Abraham uses, Lincoln was uses. not born again until late in his, pregnant, his presidency. Oh. Abraham Lincoln, the best, probably the best um, commander-in-chief we've ever had. You know, not born again until late in his presidency. I must agree with you, Tara. Abe Lincoln, let's put it this way, guys. He did a lot of changing after that Civil War. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He saw some some things with that. He he really did. He saw some things with that. Um, Wow, this is really sad. Um, uh, At this time, um, does anyone again have any questions or questions? comments of our speaker tonight, Tara, has uh, told us and educated us about K-Ultra. It's just, uh, I think I'll always go, it's just shocking, isn't it, Tara, how, what families do they choose, and they can just mess with a family for generations, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's just, just, that's the part that, you know what I mean? It's evil beyond belief, you know, the way that stuff propagates. Exactly, telling me my body's not my own, telling me my heart is not my own. You're going to send a handler, and it may not be, you know, altruistic love. You know what I'm saying. Right. In this country that we celebrate. I think it's particularly cruel that they have as handlers the people close to Mm -hmm. a person. You know, they. it's just unbelievable to me. The handlers are pretty scummy, guys. That's like E2 Brutus. You know what I'm saying? That's like the, the closest portrayer because that moves close to you. 
Right. And all like that. Yeah, and it hurts. Everyone be cautious about friendship and love affairs. Like I can, as T.D. Jakes always says, everybody with you ain't with you. You know what I mean? Check That's a right. Check a person. That is so right. It is. See, if I could do anything, I would like to wake people up to the fact that there's global genocide going on. And if you and Google Georgia Guidestones, and it just reveals what these people are about. You are right. The Georgia Guidestones and how they want the um, you know population down for their version of a utopia. Right. I don't know what kind. I don't know what kind of it's going to be because their soul is wicked. Yeah, they want to kill ninety five percent of humanity. Mhm. And, and and with that, they think. Can you believe it? With their dark hearts, they think that they will birth utopia. That again, don't even understand the mad, yeah. mad wicked men in their in their um, delusions. You can't have right. an utopia with a dark heart. They don't. They, but they no, don't have uh-uh. to see that. <laughs> yeah, they don't see that. You know, you're just going to have, uh, you know, a low population with people like you. <laughs> what a lie. And many of these people, including our own president, have committed, our current president, have committed treason. You know, the Saudis, God bless them, are not our friends. And he's selling them weapons. Who are we going to fight next? Probably the Saudis with our own weapons. Oh, my God. What surprised me? It's a good. It did. Well, Tara, um, I'm going to close out and tell you right now, I feel, again, so blessed and so humbled to reach out to you on social media and that you reach back. And I want to personally thank you for sharing. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And, edu- and educating us on MK Ultra, really educating us so we can have good under- better understanding, everyone. The more I can't stress it enough. The more knowledge, knowledge is power, you guys. We as the PI community, we must be progressive and informed, right? You know, to make us and never stop your activism. No ideal. As is. God gives me opportunities, I I pray that I'll never draw back. You know something? That is true. And I heard what another moderator this past Sunday asked, what are you doing recently for activism? I will announce it tonight. I will announce it Saturday, and I will try to go another call. I am sending my one-page letter, The Human Stain, to the president we have now about the five memo, and I feel I am a victim of illegal surveillance. Any door that even cracks, you guys, I will reach for the doorknob to open it wider. Just give me a crack in the door. Give me a crack in the window. I will try to lift and get through. That's how much I want this exposed. This is how much I want my freedom. Right. And with that, you know, with that, Tara, I want to thank you, and I hope uh, that you'll visit us sometime at the time and listen in. And I hope next spring or summer to have you back on the show again. I'd love to. I'd love that too. Thank you so much, and uh, everyone, as we always go, New Jack Style Target, we are dropping the mic, as the young people said, that means we're done talking, our show is over, and we're always going to coast out, as they, like the young people said, coast out with an easy tune, you guys, this is the, come on, everybody bring it together, this is the day of love, and we can love 
humanity. We can love our siblings. We can love special love interests. We can love life. We can love the prospect of freedom. Love is stronger than death. Yes, it is. Everyone, please. Yes, it is. Everyone, please. Thank you again, Tara. Everyone, stay safe and stay blessed. And remember, I'll be back on Saturday, 9 p.m., right here on TalkShoe. Call 144-771. Thank you again, Tara, and have a good evening. Thank You're you. very so, welcome. I hope to be on again sometime. I'd love to have you back. Good night, everyone. Good night. <coughs> <coughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.